Ready to elevate your credit understanding and score? With insider tips and a plan, you can take action to improving your score, which can save thousands in unnecessary finance charges. Let's tackle today's topic with your coach, Credit Christy. Hey friends, it's Christy, your credit coach. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So glad to come with you or to you today with a new friend. Uh, typically you listen to me for about 10 or 15 minutes, just chat about a different topic. But today I am thrilled to introduce you to D. Saul. Uh, I saw him online. I was following him on Instagram. He's been uh, teaching a lot of people about credit, about money mindset. He's a money coach. Um, he's a realtor. He's got a lot of things that he's hustling and making uh, not only happen in his life, but for a lot of other people. So it's a great honor to um, invite you to be on this show with me today. Hello, D. Saul. Hey, Christy, how are you today? Awesome. Just so, so blessed. Thank you. How about yourself? I'm well, I'm well. I appreciate you for having me join today. I'm just glad to have this conversation with you. So um, when we were getting to know one another, you told me that you started really diving deep into um, understanding credit all the way back to 2015. So tell me a little bit about you and your journey. Right, right. So, uh, man, I hope I, I know I'm going to resonate with a bunch of your listeners with this one. Um, but I went to apply for my dream job. I always wanted this commercial banking job in, in, in the banking industry. I got my degree in finance and what and whatnot. Um, and once I got in, I applied for this job and I actually was hired, right? I did all of the new hire orientation, did everything there was to start the new job. I'm talking about elated. And it was all contingent on the background check and the credit check. So I'm thinking like, you know, what is credit? I didn't know what credit was, so it must not be bad. And I knew my background was clean. So, okay, cool. A couple of days later, get that daunting email that says, hey, you know, we're going to have to rescind our offer due to your credit check. And I'm like, what? This took me down a spiraling, spiraling road of depression. Like, why? Like, what is credit? Why? You know, what do I need to do? So I started researching and learning in 2015. Um, I, I mean, night after night, just constantly just stuffing my brain with stuff about credit. You know, how does it work? How can I repair mine? And that's exactly what I did. Um, it took me about six months, but after six months of just learning what I learned, I was able to put together a solid little plan with myself of how to dispute with the credit bureaus, things that I can do on my own to fix my own credit. And there we had it. Six months later, I went from like a 527 to over a 700 credit score. Um, and it was great. And at that point, I'm like, dang, that was kind of easy in a way. Let me start helping some family members. So I started helping my mom and dad, started helping some of my closer friends. I was so good at it. I'm like, let me start a business. And that's how it began in 2015. Love that story. So your journey has taken you um, not only from helping yourself and helping family members and your closest friends, but helping a lot of other people that have heard about, you know, the success that you have had. Um, I have kind of beat up on the credit repair industry a little bit. And, and you you can understand why, right? Yes, You've seen a lot absolutely. of people out there. They're just in it for themselves. They're not in it to serve others. Uh, they're in it for that recurring charge each month for however many months they can squeeze somebody of it. And there's, there's not some real movement made. And um, what I'm hearing from you is you're, you're also teaching behaviors and understanding your, your credit profile and the impact it can have. So not only did it keep you from having your dream job, but it also impacted your mental health, right? Absolutely. So, you know, depression's no joke. And if you really start thinking about it, 
I talk to a lot of people that are in a really big pickle. Uh, I just spoke to a young lady last week. She is going through a divorce. She wants to stay in the house, but she's got to share the equity for her future ex. So I'm trying to structure a, a loan scenario for her. And we get to the conversation around credit. And she said, well, uh, I have a 479 credit score or 496. Mm-hmm. Started with a four. It was terrible. It was four. And I said, oh my gosh, what, what got you to a 400? Well, because she started getting a little buried with her bills, uh, she found a debt consolidation company that told her to stop paying her bills, pay some money to them. And then when the creditors are bleeding, they'll settle. Well, now she has five credit cards that are four months late and guess who can't even refinance or sell the property and buy a new home. So it's going to take quite a bit of time for her credit to, uh, to heal. And so, um, you know, my goal, probably your goal too, is to get in front of enough people to say there are other options out there, right. Than than just giving up or just ignoring or going to one of these predatory companies that will say, Hey, put your money over here to us. And one day we'll settle and negotiate with these other companies. There's a lot of other ways to at least consider, right? So what I'd love to do is you learned how to fix your credit yourself. I think what would be really beneficial to those who uh, are joining us in this recording in this video, uh, can you share with us some of your top tips on how our listeners can fix their own credit? Right, right. And I'm so glad you mentioned, um, and that's unfortunate with her, her situation with the debt consolidation company. I've heard that story so many times, you know, stop paying them. And uh, I mean, it's horrible, right? Um, So let's start there for a client like that, that just, you know, has a bunch of stuff that's overdue, credit cards overdue, late pays and so forth. The very first thing that I recommend anyone do when they're fixing their credit is to stop the bleed. This is what I preach. Stop the bleed. Right. Take a look at your credit profile. Um, do you have any credit cards that's passed? Due? Right. Let's get those current. Each month that you have a, a bill that's passed due is reporting another late payment each month, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And not only do you have that late payment status on your credit report, you can ding those late payments. And after so long, you get charged off. So you have all of the late pays plus the late payment status and a charged off account. That's a trifecta. It hurts you in three different ways. So I always suggest stopping the bleed wherever you are before you pay a dime to any debt consolidation company, any credit repair company, stop the bleed. Any credit cards, any auto loans, any account that you have that's reporting on your credit report, go ahead and get them current, right? And the very next step you can do, again, without paying a credit repair company, is to get your credit card balances below 30%, right? And this is easy. Just take the limit, the overall limit of your card, multiply by 0.3 and that will be your 30% threshold. Anything over 30% on your credit on your credit report is going to be deemed as derogatory in a way. It's not horrible, but if you get it on the 30%, you will start seeing score increases that you wouldn't have, you know, otherwise had had you not paid those credit card balances down. And the last step and the most important and probably one of the most daunting of them all is to actually dispute your accounts. Now, I know a lot of people say, hey, I already disputed it once and it came back verified, but that's the number one mistake most people make, right? Credit bureaus, you know, you think about it, it's millions and millions and millions of people in the world and they have to actually go through and verify each credit report. 
So what the credit bureaus typically rely on is the fact that most people don't check their credit report and most people don't send disputes. Okay. Send out your disputes anyway. Dispute every negative account on your credit report. If it's yours, then you'll have to handle it later. But you will come to find out that a lot of times these accounts will get deleted. Right. And you can take advantage of free dispute softwares. You know, Credit Repair Hacks has an AI generated credit repair dispute software where you can pay for your credit monitoring and they'll literally create the dispute letters for you, send it out to the credit bureaus all from your phone with the click of a button. So take advantage of that. Dispute as much as you can. Just dispute, dispute, dispute. If they send something back saying it's verified, follow up on the dispute. Ask them, how was it verified? And once you start throwing out a lot of this lingo to the credit bureaus, you'll start seeing a lot of those accounts fall off because a lot of people don't take that second and third extra step. Such good information. So um, just side note from the mortgage loan officer side of me that needs to speak. If you are applying for a mortgage loan and there's a dispute, dispute really only affects your credit score for about the first 30 days. And then after that, it's just language on there. It doesn't help, doesn't hurt. So it shouldn't affect your score. But if there is a dispute listed on a trade line, an open trade line, we have to have that language removed. So whether it's a collection account or a, a regular trade line, if it's reporting open and active, so a collection could be open because it's not paid and settled, you will have to call that creditor, have that dispute information removed in order to move forward on a mortgage. After, again, the, the first 30 days, it shouldn't really affect your score, but that's something that you want to do uh, ahead of time. So just know if you put that language on that and then say a year from now you go to apply for a mortgage, you might just have to request to have that language removed. Not a big deal. It's just one more phone call. And hopefully by that time, those um, yucky ones have, have been removed and deleted and your credit is looking really good. Outstanding. So now you've kind of you've moved now into the real estate sector. Is that because now you see possibility for people to be able to become a homeowner? Yes, indeed. So when I was helping people with their credit and I started my business, a lot of people were doing it to buy homes. So I'm thinking like, hey, I'm good at sales. I love helping people build generational wealth. Let me help people go ahead and go that extra step of becoming a homeowner. A first time home buyer is probably one of my favorite people to sell to because of the thrill and the excitement that they have. So yes, I, I, I let the credit kind of guide me into the real estate world. And the first thing that I really noticed after that is like, hey, you know, a lot of these people are paying $5,000, $10,000 for credit repair to a company over the course of time, right? That's taken away from them actually buying a house. That could be money going towards closing costs or down payment and so forth. And go to your point earlier, or to your point earlier, when you, when you talked about predatory companies, that's what I started noticing from, from credit repair. So it made me actually take a back seat with my credit repair company. I started, um, you know, trying to offer like $49 credit repair, but it wasn't profitable for my business until I just took a step, step back, got away from the credit repair game altogether, became a realtor and just took out, you know, my knowledge that I learned. Let me, let me do this through my passion of just teaching people how to do it themselves. So I started a Facebook group, as you know, teaching people how to do it so I can focus more on helping them build generational wealth through real estate. Outstanding. And as we both know, if you don't have a great credit profile and you don't have the minimum credit scores, you are not getting a traditional loan, such as a conventional FHA, VA loan. Uh, they all have credit requirements. And uh, when your score is a little bit lower, 
the interest rate's a little bit higher. When the interest rate's a little bit higher, it affects your buying power. It affects your monthly payment. And I can't speak for everybody. I'll just speak for myself here. My world is wrapped around my housing payment. So if my housing payment goes up, that means I'm cutting back from other things because that's the largest payment that I have each month. Anything else that you think would be beneficial for people that are listening to, to know about how to fix their own credit? Right. I would say, you know, it's a it's not an overnight thing, right? It's, it's, it's a process. I say for anybody, give yourself the minimum six months to a year. If you give yourself one full, consistent year of credit repair, you will get the results that you want. It's not been a credit report that I have seen personally myself that I helped with that wasn't I was able to fix or at least get two, three hundred points higher within one calendar year. Right. And I would say stop focusing more so on the score and just look at the accounts that's on there. Let's clean up the derogatory accounts. I wanted to bring this up, too, when I was talking about like quick little strategies that you the perfect credit score formula. Let's just start there. If you don't have credit cards, I know I grew up in a family that kind of was against credit cards. Don't get a credit card. You won't be able to pay them back. You don't want this credit card debt. So for anybody out there, any listener that's listening that doesn't have a credit card, just getting a credit card will boost your credit score 30, 40, 50 points because you will have that adequate credit mix that the credit score formula is looking for, right? The perfect credit score formula is three credit cards, one installment account, which is a loan, such as a student loan. You got to be paying on it, though. A personal loan, auto loan, any loan that you're paying over time, and one real estate account. I understand that a lot of people can't get the real estate account right now, but if you have the three open active credit cards, remember to keep them under 30% plus one installment account, which is a loan, then you will significantly see your credit score increase over the period of 90 days. All right, this is an amazing tip that I tell all of my students, right, with the credit card. So don't be so scared of credit cards. This is a very easy way that you can utilize it, right? So a lot of us paying for Apple Music, Netflix, gym memberships that automatically comes out of your account, your debit card or your bank account every month, right? It's just a quick switch. What we're going to do with our credit card, right? If you don't want to use your credit card, I tell people in New Orleans all the time, throw it in the Mississippi River and use this step, okay? This step consists of you simply going to that gym membership, Netflix, Apple Music, whatever subscription that you have that comes out of your bank account monthly, connect it to your credit card now. Right now, go back to your bank account and put your bank account on auto pay for that credit card account. Now, every month, the, the charge is going to hit the credit card. So you get, you're getting credit for using that credit card through your credit card right now through through Netflix. Right. And then you're setting your bank to automatically pay that credit card payment every month. So you get credit for making a payment on your for using your credit card. And the bank is actually paying your credit card for you every month on auto pay without you touching anything. This is an amazing way for you to build credit on, on autopilot. That's awesome information. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> and you know, just for those that might go, oh, I don't want to go into debt. You don't have to go into debt. You unfortunately hit a skimmer card or scammer card or whatever they're called at the gas station. Mm -hmm. So um, money got withdrawn out of my, my checking account from using my wow. debit. And on a credit card, you could go in and dispute that with that creditor 
and your credit card company will put that money back and not have it charged against you. Where from my bank, I was out that money until I could prove, you know, innocent until proven guilty here. So, you know, I think stuff for like purchases like gas should be put on a credit card versus a debit card and then just pay that baby off in full during that grace period. And you've accrued 0% interest. Um, exactly. A lot of people think that they're doing a good job waiting until their bill comes and paying it. You know, I paid it on time, but when you wait until your bill comes, you've accrued interest. So literally just use it and pay back the next day or the next week or whatever. You don't have to carry a balance. We don't want you to carry a balance without paying to get into debt. It's truly just showing a snapshot of your ability to borrow money and pay it back on time. Pay it back. Right. You've got to have those little things to be able to prove that we can qualify for the big things. It, it, imagine if you were a business owner and you were hiring somebody to run your company. If they came with nothing on their resume, how are you going to know that they're the right candidate to do the right job? So right. when it comes time for an underwriter or a finance decision maker to see if you are somebody that is not risky for them to loan money to, they've got to have a snapshot and some history. They've got to see your resume. Your resume is basically yes. credit profile, right? It's like the simplest way to say, uh, it's just a snapshot of time on your attitude towards money, your abilities to manage it, pay it back on time. All right. All right. So you have a Facebook group. Is it open to the public? It's a private group, but uh, if you request to join the group, you know, it's a couple of questions, nothing major, um, but we will pretty much let you in if you have good intentions. If you want to build your credit, uh, to buy a house, car, or just want better credit in general, just fill out the quick questionnaire, have my people review it, and we'll let you in. Okay. So are you, um, are you open to sharing that with our listeners? Uh, fix your credit for free. I actually will leave you a link once we hop off this interview. Um, I'll leave you a link so you can send it to your people. Um, if they just put in anything that Christy sent them or they are one of Christy's listeners, they know they have full access to the Outstanding. Very good. I'll put that in the show notes, friends. And then um, for your podcast, can you tell people how they can uh, connect with you, how they can listen to you and grow and learn from you? Yes. Um, so I, I do the money talk. Monday's podcast. I completed season one last year. I'm working on dropping season two very soon. Um, and my podcast is a little different. I talk about how mind, right, how our mindset almost equals money in a way, right? For me, my number one form of currency, the money that I chase after day is my mental, right? My mindset, the things that I'm depositing into my mind, right? These are the things that help me stay focused and not procrastinate and do all of the small things that will help me make the real physical currency that I'm that I'm desiring, right? If I stay if I stay focused on my tasks, you know, or consistent for a year, right? Imagine if you had one goal and you was consistent with that one goal for a year. That year will manifest, right? A lot of things come our way in life, right? I know you was telling me today how you had, you know, a little car trouble when you got up, right? With a good positive mindset, with a good positive mindset, you are able to say, hey, let me take a deep breath, do this, and then I can still have my interview later on with these songs such as we have and we didn't miss a beat, right? That comes from a positive, healthy mindset. So on my podcast, I talk about doing those things, you know, practicing meditation or whatever it is mentally to keep you prepared so you can go and make money in your business, at your job, you know, whatever goal that you have, that's Money Talk Monday's podcast. I love that. I think that we can either attract or repel 
people, positivity, you know, uh, money. Yes. <laughs> and it's all in our mindset, you know, and I want to do business with people who uh, also have a positive mindset, right? So um, wow. you are attracting more into your life all the way around when you have a positive mindset. Very good. So uh, lastly, let's end on how you end your podcast. You said that you always share three things that you're grateful for. So please share your gratitude. Okay. Um, the number one thing I'm grateful for, just my life. I'm grateful for it to, the ability to breathe every day, to learn something new every day, to, to have the ability to have fun and have peace. I'm super grateful for that in my life. Um, I'm grateful for people like you that notice everything that I'm doing out here to the community. Um, I teach financial literacy. I'm, I'm just grateful that God has given me this platform to be able to spread my wealth of knowledge to the masses amongst the world. Um, and the third thing, I'm just I'm, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm just grateful to experience life. Right. There's so many people that can't fully function with all of their body parts or, you know, be able to, you know, may have a sickness or something. Right now, I feel clear. Right now, I feel healthy and I'm super grateful for that. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I always wake up even before my feet hit the ground. I always start off in a state of gratitude and sometimes it's the little things and sometimes it's the things that we honestly take for granted most days, you know, um, uh, I had a conversation about two hours ago with somebody who's losing eyesight in one of his eyes and he wound up tripping and falling down some stairs. And now he thinks he has to have a rotator cuff. And it's just like, God, thank you so much for my health. Thank you for my eyesight. I take that for granted all the time. And just like you said, we, we have a, a fully functioning, you know, body that's keeping us going. Um, a lot of people don't, and, um, you know, ho hopefully people don't let that be a restriction in their life, but it's also our mindset, right? Um, a lot of, a lot of people can sit in a, a state of victimhood, or you could say, you know what, I'm using everything, even the tough stuff to help propel me forward. So, you know, I too had a disaster of a past with credit cards and uh, debt and just was drowning in it. I didn't understand money and I didn't, I certainly didn't understand a positive mindset. And um, once I started doing much like what you're doing, I, I got to figure this out because if I keep digging this hole, it's going to become my grave, you know? So uh, they, it, it, there's not necessarily just one way to go, you know, look around you and, and see who can grow you, see who can challenge you, see who can be an accountability partner for you. See who can help encourage you and help you keep focused on your goals. And I love what you said a few minutes ago about consistency. I see so many people start something and then stop, you know, and it's like you could be three feet from the gold. <laughs> Napoleon Hill says that in his book, uh, Thinking Courage, you could be three feet from gold after digging for what could feel like a lifetime. Don't quit. Don't stop. If it's your passion and it's important to you, don't worry about your followers. And if you're an influencer, be a person of influence, right? Don't worry about uh, helping the masses help the, help the few that are hearing your message and saying, yes, you know, when it's a large stage, you can, you know, you can have an influence and make people feel good when it, when it's in front of a few, you can have a real impact. So Desol, keep going, my friend, don't stop. Thank you. <laughs> um, you. You've got some great messaging, great teaching out there. I love that you created a community on Facebook and thank you for um, providing that information for our listeners, because I know they'll, they'll gain a lot from you. And thank you for not being a traditional, you know, credit repair company.
where it's in it for them themselves, instead of for the person who's coming to them saying, Hey, I need something different. I need to make a change. So um, just really great to spend this time with you and to share you with the awesome people who tune into what I share uh, bi-weekly here. So thanks so much. Uh, thank you to our listeners. Thank you for listening all this way through DSAL. Thank you for uh, who you are in this uh, community and your impact that you make. And until next time, my friends, stay well. Thank you, Christy. Thank you for having me.